you clicked on this podcast and now you are trapped this entire podcast will rhyme like a rap you're trying to close it but it's far too late by clicking this podcast you've sealed your own fate so sit down embrace it you're here to the end and you'll gain some knowledge from your photo friend this is the photography friends podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in i don't know why i uh decided to start this podcast with a spooky poem but there you have it happy um happy february (laughs) but this week is not just going to be a series of spooky poems because that would make for a really weird podcast this week i want to uh well i want to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart something that i have a little bit of experience in and something that i think might really be able to help some photographers out there and that is shooting video as a photographer, how photographers, you know, can get into doing some video work, some of the advantages of that and some of the uh, some of the tactics that you can use in order to get into video and, you know, maybe challenge yourself a bit more, maybe even make a little bit more money. But before we can get into that, we just need to thank our sponsor, which is CloudSpot. It's the easiest way for photographers of all people to deliver and sell their photos online. You can taste the sweet nectar of beautiful galleries and feel the warm embrace of easy downloads. And listen, guys, this this CloudSpot, this CloudSpot's no joke. You're gonna save time, you're gonna impress your clients, and if you click that link down in the description, you can even save 50%. So why might photographers want to learn video? Well, I have a few reasons right here. You can make more money, potentially. I mean, there are some photographers who are just amazing and they really know how to price their stuff and they don't have to do any video and they make tons of money. But for a lot of people, uh, being able to offer that video package uh, really helps, you know? You can create uh, like combination packages, having both video and photo. Uh, and if you know video, that's another great way to get gigs because photographers, you know, people who just like doing photography, they don't really enjoy doing video. Maybe they don't have a gimbal, maybe they don't have audio gear and that type of stuff. Uh, they'll hire you as a second shooter to come on gigs. And this has happened to me recently uh, with a good buddy of mine, friend of the podcast, Michael Tenalia. He recently brought me on a gig so that he could focus on shooting photos and let me take care of the video. So really gonna give you an edge in that way. The other thing is when it comes to shooting videos, there is just less competition, right? There's a little bit of a higher barrier to entry there is more gear involved, quite frankly, you know, instead of just having that body, that lens, you might uh, need to have a gimbal, you have to have like video lights, audio gear, all of these different things that not every single photographer has or knows how to use. And if you're anything like me, you enjoy trying new things, you enjoy a variety of work in your life. And Shooting videos, you know, as a photographer, it just uh, presents an exciting new challenge and, and a chance to learn some 
new stuff and I find that whatever I learn in videography, I can use that in my photography and vice versa. I just think that it's nice to uh, to have a little bit, a little bit of variety and uh, become a little bit more of a well-rounded shooter. So now we can get into the gear uh, that you're going to need, uh, because if you're not willing to get some of this gear, then uh, then you might as well not listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the camera gear. Um, I would argue, you know, and this one again, this might be um, a little bit... Uh, a little bit controversial for some folks, but I would say these days, if you're going to be shooting video, you might want to get a 4K capable camera. Again, this isn't the standard yet necessarily, right? It's not like everyone is expecting 4K video, but I do think that, it, that it's going to give you an edge over the competition. And one thing that is really great about shooting in 4K, you know, you might even deliver the video in 1080 at the end of the day, but if you shot it in 4K, you've got uh, a lot more options in terms of cropping and zooming. Uh, I was talking to my buddy Tristan, another uh, friend of the podcast, another photo friend out there. Been on a episode very recently. We made a playlist. It was a fun episode. <laughs> um, we were talking about this today, right? He asked me kind of, uh, he was on his way to a shoot. He was like, what... Uh, what camera should I use as my main camera, right? Should I use the 4K camera uh, as like the wide and then have the uh, the 1080 camera off to the side or vice versa? And I basically said like, oh, I think that having the, uh, the 4K camera as the wide is probably the way to go and you'll be able to zoom in and out and really get nice coverage of the entire scene. And just give yourself some options. Uh, it can be nice. The other piece of gear that you're going to obviously need after having a camera, I mean, you can't get far without one of those, <laughs> but I would say that uh, a tripod is something that you're going to want to have as a video shooter, and maybe you've gotten away without a tripod as a photographer. Uh, if you ever wanted to do any like light trails or like blurred motion and stuff, you probably needed to get a tripod, but perhaps you've gotten this far without buying a tripod. Uh, but if you're going to be shooting videos, you're going to need a tripod. It's very, very difficult to get uh, steady handheld shots, even if you have a camera that has like uh, modern internal stabilization and that type of stuff. It's still going to be pretty difficult for you. Uh, for lenses, I would say for shooting video, um, you know, the whole like F18 or whatever the hell might not be so important. In fact, like that actually might make it kind of difficult for you to get focus in your videos. If you're super pro and you've been shooting video for a long time, then you can probably still nail focus even at those super wide apertures, you know, just not going to be a problem for you. But uh, in some scenarios, like that can just make your life a lot harder. So, you know, anything like uh, like an f2.8 or even an f4 lens is probably going to be good enough for video, which means you won't be spending uh, as crazy money, right? And when it comes to focal length, I think that it's very important to, you know, be able to cover a variety of focal lengths. So a nice variable uh, lens can be really good. I have a 24 to 70 uh, f2.8. And 
I think for the most part, like that's the only lens that I really need to have for a video. Sometimes I'll throw a zoom lens on there if I'm shooting with someone else. But yeah, that 24 to 70 really gets the job done in most scenarios. Another thing that you're going to need if you want to get into uh, video is video lights, right? Lights that are on all the time, you know, AKA not flashes. Flashes are obviously great for photography, but when it comes to video, those flashes are not going to help you. So you're probably going to need to get uh, some like LED panels or something like that. I have, you know, there's like light boxes and things like that too, but I think LED panels are just easier to set up, easier to maintain, easier to use. Uh, I have some Godox light panels that weren't ridiculously expensive. They even have like batteries. They're they're just kind of a joy uh, to shoot videos with, to be honest. They're they're quite amazing. Uh, a gimbal is another thing that you will probably need if you want to do video. It's it's possible to shoot video handheld, right? Like I'm not going to say that it's impossible, but for that higher end look, I guess, and you know, to do some really creative stuff, a gimbal can be a very helpful tool. I have a Ronin RS3 Pro. Uh, it's a pretty intense gimbal. It might be overkill for some people, uh, but it definitely makes my job easier. For audio gear, uh, I have a Rode shotgun mic that I really like. If you're gonna get some type of shotgun mic, I would definitely recommend that you get one that's powered uh, with like a nine volt battery or whatever. The uh, Rode also makes a wireless kit, uh, Rode Wireless Go. Um, my client Joe Friday asked me for a recommendation for like a you know reasonably priced uh, wireless setup. I recommended this for him and uh, seems to be working out for him so far. What I actually use, though, is the uh, Sennheiser wireless kit. Uh, there's like a G3, G4, whatever. Um, G5, maybe, is the newest one. I think that uh, if you want like very, very high-end quality audio, uh, something like uh, like that wireless kit is, is definitely going to cut it. The problem is that thing's freaking expensive. It's like $800. And the other thing to consider about getting into video is that you're going to be dealing with a lot bigger files, right? So you might need to buy some bigger and faster memory cards for your camera. And uh, you might also need to invest in a, a couple of those, uh, those hard drive things, right? And uh, I use those like Lacey hard drives. They're pretty legit. And for my memory cards, like Sony does have their own like really crazy memory cards that are supposedly way faster and shit. I haven't tried those yet. Uh, I've just been using like normal memory cards. I have a 64, a couple of 64 gigabyte cards that transfer at 170 megabytes a second. And, you know, for the most part, they get the job done. And besides the right gear... Another thing that you're going to need if you want to get into shooting videos is some video editing software. You're going to have to learn that shit 
and you're going to have to pay for that shit. <laughs> Adobe P uh, Premiere Pro. It's not Adobe Premiere Pro. It's actually pretty good. Uh, Final Cut and DaVinci Resolve. Yeah, that was a P joke, guys. It's uh, it's not that highbrow a podcast. Okay, uh, let's talk about the settings that you might want to use if you're going to start shooting video. Uh, first of all, let's discuss shutter speed. So, you know, uh, if you're shooting handheld photos, you're probably pretty familiar with the idea that uh, handheld stills should be shot with your shutter, you know, somewhere around one one hundredth uh, and, you know, maybe even a little bit faster to really get um, nice sharp images for video. Uh, the rules are a little bit different, but don't worry, it is still pretty easy to understand. Um, if you want to know what your shutter speed should be, you just take your frame rate and you double it. So if you're shooting at 30 frames per second, which is kind of the standard that are 24, um, you just want to double that. So you're going to shoot, uh, at one sixtieth. And if you're shooting extra frames, like you're shooting slow-mo or something like that, let's say you're shooting, uh, 60 frames per second, then your shutter speed should be one one twentieth. So just remember that rule to get, uh, you know, the most natural looking motion in your videos. All right, let's talk next about aperture, how you might want to set up your aperture uh, for your videos. Um, you know, you might be tempted to just rock that lens wide open for the maximum amount of light and bokeh. But like I said earlier, that might make it uh, difficult to focus. So some people swear by uh, going a little bit narrower on that aperture. Uh, I've heard the phrase F7 and pray. <laughs> so if you're just starting out in video and uh, you're really worried about nailing focus, that might be something uh, to consider, right? Um, you can zoom in to manually focus. That's another good tip, right? Even if you do want to use those wider apertures, uh, especially if it's a still shot, you can just zoom right in manually focus and you'll be able to see every single little detail. And there's lots of things that can help you. Uh, you know, speaking of focus, lots of things that can help you nail that focus. There's autofocus. Uh, there's like face tracking focus, eye tracking focus. You can even track animal eyes, all these different crazy things. Uh, and something that I've been really into lately, there's like the zebra display thing. I don't really love that as much. Um, I prefer like the focus map thing that uh, Sony's have. Maybe they have that on the new Canons too, but really love that. Really helps uh, illustrate if your uh, video is out of focus or, you know, where exactly in the frame you're focusing. Lastly, we can talk here a little bit about uh, ISO, you know, in general, the rule is uh, the same as photos. Try to keep that ISO pretty low if you can, because the lower your ISO, the less grain. And uh, I could here get into like bit rates for your video files and color profiles and all these different things, but I don't want to scare you guys. <laughs> I want you guys to get into video. Uh, maybe I'll go a little bit more in depth in a future podcast. So here is how you can get started shooting videos. You know, now that we've talked about the gear that you're going to need, some of the settings uh, that you're going to want to have, if that stuff uh, hasn't scared you away, then we can talk about some ways that you can get started shooting videos. And I think that probably the easiest way 
is to get some practice by shooting videos for yourself. The way that I got started, well, in videos and photography, camera bullshit in general, was just wanting to make my own content, right? Wanting to make my own YouTube videos. Uh, I even did like a daily vlog for a while. I did like movie reviews, did all types of different bullshit just to create stuff, to practice, to really get the hang of shooting videos. You know, these days, uh, YouTube is kind of harder to gain traction uh, than it used to be. So, you know, if you don't want to get into that whole ecosystem, you can just make some t- uh, some TikToks, some reels. Uh, I'm, I got like afraid of saying the word TikTok, guys. I'm, I'm 32 years old and it shows. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, any type of video content that you can make for yourself with your friends or whatever is a really good way to start to get some practice shooting videos and, uh, I don't know, polish your chops. Is that a phrase? Um, another really good way to get some experience is just get hired as a second shooter. You know, we talked about this uh, with my buddy uh, Mikey Medeiros, who came on the podcast, and he he's starting to get into some video. And one of the ways that he uh, is getting experience is shooting with me. So uh, if you do get the opportunity, and maybe it's even scary if you've only done photography, right? But if someone is willing to uh, to bring you on to a video shoot, then uh, I would I would take that opportunity if I were you. And uh, yeah, I just want to note, you can only learn so much uh, by watching YouTube videos and reading blog posts. Like at a certain point, it's good It's good to have some theoretical basis for what you're doing, but you're going to have to just get in there, shoot some videos, fuck up some stuff, and then uh, that's fine, you know? <laughs> just don't fuck it up too bad, especially if you're getting paid. <laughs> uh, yeah, just jump in and you're going to learn some stuff on the job. So that is this week's episode of the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the spooky poem uh, that I chose to open the podcast with. Hope that you found this solo episode of the podcast enjoyable. Obviously, we'll be doing some guest episodes in uh, in the next little while, talking with a few different excellent photographers that we're going to have on the show. Um, so before we get out of here, I just want to let you guys know, uh, that you can find the podcast on Instagram, uh, of all places, photo underscore friends underscore pod, uh, post some like behind the scenes type of stuff and all types of other exciting bullshit over on the Instagram. We have a Patreon. Uh, you can donate to the Patreon if you want. There is a link. You're going to want to know about that CloudSpot link. It's awesome. Gets you 50% off of CloudSpot, which is an amazing service. Uh, Another thing that I want to ask you guys to do, please, is to rate uh, the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And another thing that I want you to do is next time that you're hanging out with friends, steal their phone and uh, and subscribe to the podcast. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, Something random for you guys. Let's see. Should we go with uh, a comedic something random or a heartfelt something random? Uh, let's, let's go with a heartfelt one, guys. Uh, lately, I've been doing a little bit of meditation. Um, really trying to really trying to balance things. Uh, and there's a real temptation to like work really hard and work all the time. I think a lot of us get caught up in that. Um, I certainly am guilty of that, but I think that it's also, 
really important to uh, to slow down. And I do find that, you know, since I have been doing some meditating, just like a little bit in the morning, maybe a little bit at night, um, I, it's actually, it's made me happier. Uh, but it's, it's also made me able to enjoy my work more and, uh, and, and just focus on it more and just have a, a better control of what my mind's doing. Uh, so if you guys want to get into some meditation, uh, I would recommend it. And there is your podcast for the week.